Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires you today. So good to be with you today. So good to come around the word of the Lord with you today. We were away last weekend. We went to Bundaberg and spent the weekend with a wonderful group of people there as uh, they too are believing God to reach their their town, their region with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was just a great honor to be able to share some thoughts with those guys and to pray with them. And I tell you, God is doing something in the church in our land. And uh, I just feel that we need to just say, praise God, we're part of the big picture, the big picture right across the earth. And so you don't want to be outside of that. You want to be traveling with God in these days, very much so. So keep your eyes straight ahead. And upon him. I want to talk to you today. Um, I've simply called this word one day. And I, um, at the very beginning of this scripture that we're going to go to this morning, uh, it's familiar, I guess, to most of us here today and those that have joined us online. But I'm going to read it this morning out of the New Living Translation because there's actually three words in it that I want to give a bit of focus on, a bit of attention on this morning, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, but um, I've simply called this one day because we know that our lives are made up of many days, there's many days, but there are times when there's like one day that God just seems to do something on that day, and that day is different from the rest. It stays with you because God has done something on on that day and it brings us into something either new in God or he redeems something in our lives or he's doing something fresh in us. He's refreshing us. He's renewing us. He's redeeming something that got lost. It's like that day is, is a it's a standout day, and I want to talk to you about that this morning, that one day when salvation uh, became so real to you, that was your moment, that one day when, I, I think I just got saved today. You know, that day doesn't leave you. It's that day. It's the day when you understood what it was to repent, and it's actually not a negative word. It's a, it's a great word because it means that we've turned away turned our back on the things that were leading us astray, turned our back on the things that were leading us down a path of destruction, and we repented and we turned the right way. And you remember that day because that day something changed in my heart, and I repented before the Lord, and now I'm walking in the ways of God. You don't forget days like that. You don't forget that. Um, The day when you experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. You don't forget that. That's a day that stands out. I remember that day for Byron and I, it was an evening and my goodness, that day we didn't fully understand what was going on, but that day changed our lives and the way that we were going uh, and still has an impact to this day. It was a day that was like no other, the day that uh, when God answered you and in some way, He got involved in some part of your life or hopefully all of your life. And, you know, those days make a difference because they're not ordinary because God was there and he was doing something or he was speaking something to you. And I want to talk to you today about one day. And so 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 in a New Living Translation says, One day 
the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. <clears throat> but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she says, nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. That's in the New Living Translation. It's up there, I guess. But there's three words I want to focus on this this morning, and we'll start with this one day. In this one day of her life, we know first up that she cries out. This is a moment that something comes from deep within. This isn't just a God bless my food and bless my water kind of moment and bless my family and take care of my day and give me the best car park in the shopping centre today and, you know, and if we get the best car park, we thank Jesus for it and God was in that moment. I don't know whether he was or whether he wasn't, but all I know is this is not that kind of a cry. This is not that kind of a prayer. This, this, this is something that comes from somewhere deep down on the inside of her and that was a day that she would never forget. That was a day that was going to be different from the rest because it started something in her life. What God begins in your life has reason and purpose to it. It also has destination to it. She no doubt would have cried and mourned for her husband that, was, that had died. I mean, that was a, a time of mourning, but this was different. This wasn't necessarily mourning at the loss of someone dying. This was God... This is your moment in my life to show up. And if you don't show up here, then I have nothing. I got nothing to go forward with. I've got nothing at all to offer my kids. I got nothing at all to pay my debts. And this day, this one day was a day like no other. You know, those days in your life, and I could name many of these one day moments in mine, but those days in my, in my one day experiences where, God, you are my strong tower. You are my fortress. You are my strong tower. And the Bible says it's the righteous that run toward him. Well, God, this righteous daughter is running toward you right now because you are my safe place. You are my strong tower. You are my help in a time of need. You are the God that I'm turning my face to. Those one day moments when something rises up within you that is not coming out of your own experiences or even your own flesh or your own emotion. It's like, God, there's something deep within me that is crying to something deep in you. And I'm coming and I'm running in your direction. And even though there's trouble, even though there's problems, even though there's stress, there's crisis, there's chaos, I'm running towards you because your word says that no weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's those one day moments that stay with you the day when you run toward him because his word says that who can be against you? 
If I'm for you, then who, can, who or what can be against you that has more authority or impact over your life than me? If I'm on your side and we're running together in this thing and it's solved by walking with God, then what is it that can have a greater impact upon your life than me? And so the righteous run toward him. They are one day moments right there. They are one-day times, one-day moments when something different rises up within you, when you pray differently than you do out of ordinary times. God, give me that, you know, that car park, you know. I mean, I used to do that. I used to get it all the time. Now I don't. You know, maybe I just need the exercise. And God says, you've now grown and matured a little bit. Let's pray for bigger things than the car park, right? Those times, those one-day moments when we call on him. And he says, I will answer, and I'll show you great and mighty things. They are one days right there in our days, and I believe that we are in that one-day time right now where we are calling upon his name, and he will answer, and he will show us great and mighty things. Those days are life-changing days. I got so many, and I've got to sort of discipline myself right at the minute because we've had so many experiences in our walk with God that seemed almost too ridiculous for God to answer. I'll mention one to you. I hadn't planned on saying it, and I've got to stay on track, but I have told the story before, but we were at the border of um, Western Australia and South Australia, Eucla, for any of those that have been there. Red Red dirt, no fences, flies, snakes, you know, you name it, uh, just just out there. There's no fences. We, we locked our one and only car key in our um, beautiful yellow Datsun 120Y, which I still hold affectionately in here. The reason I bring it up is because that thing did 300,000 kilometres without the engine failing. Got us from Brisbane to Perth. No air conditioning right there is just, you know, well, it didn't exist. So it's not like we were missing out and... Uh, Anyway, the one and only key to the car in station country where there were no fences, we locked in the car. We prayed. We prayed. God said, call on me and I will answer. Even at Eucla, in the red dust and the flies, call on me and I will answer and I'll show you great and mighty things. Well, right there, the great and the mighty thing for us is how do we find a piece of wire or a coat hanger to get into this car, to lift up the little doorknob thing, to open up the car? I walked from about here to these steps away, found a piece of wire that was already curved in the perfect shape, perfect length, put it in, lifted up the knob and out, off we went. That was my moment, my one day of a great and a mighty thing in that he said, call on me and I will answer. It was just our need at that particular time. Those days are life-changing because faith starts to grow in you. Expectation starts to rise. You start to see, wait a minute, this is actually working. God is actually moving. He is actually answering my prayer right now. But the truth for this woman's home, as you've heard already over the last few weeks, was it was a home that was empty. It was empty of hope. It was empty of future. It was empty of answers. It was empty of uh, resources. And this one day she cries out, and little did she know that this one day would begin the next chapter of her life. 
It would cause her to step into the days ahead. This one day, she was asked this, really, I think it's quite a famous question by the prophet Elisha, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? I heard someone talking the other day. Hadn't, I haven't thought about this man in a number of years. His name is Hudson Taylor. He was a British man who served for 54 years in China as a missionary to build schools and to bring the gospel to the Chinese people. And he was asked out of that wealth, that vast time of 54 years, he said, he said tell us about the work of God. Tell us about the journey that... God has had you on. Tell us about how you sum up 54 years of life and serving God. He said, I sum it up in three ways. Number one, it's impossible. Secondly, it's difficult. And then thirdly, it's done. Think about that for a minute. Impossible, difficult, done. But he understood also what the scripture says, that with man, these things are impossible. With man, these things are impossible, but with God, all things, all things are possible with God. This is a walk with our God. We are all dealing with impossible situations, hardships of all kinds, things that we may not have remedy or answers to, but with God, it is possible. Hudson Taylor's life was summed up in three ways an additional three ways which ties in with the first. He says, number one, there is a living God. Number two, God has spoken through his word. And number three, he actually means what he says. He means what he says. If we understand that God means what he says, then my, where will we go with that? It sums up the journey of this Christian life that we are on, that it is filled with impossibilities. And this woman's life at this moment and season in her life was actually impossible. We know, we've mentioned she cries out, and she's given, I think about the process of this, I think she's given something that's quite humbling. And she's told then to go through the streets, knock on the neighbor's doors, And you ask your neighbors for the empty jars and vessels that they've got sitting in their house. Think about you in that position. Neighbors that you may or may not know so well. Neighbors neighbors that you may not get along with very well. Neighbors, am I bothering them? They may not want to lend what they've got. Maybe they're not home. She was given a humbling and a difficult task and which is a message for another day, don't just ask for a few. Don't limit what God's about to do. That's a message for another day. Don't limit what God wants to do in and through your life. And then we know the story continues. They collect the vessels, they go into the house, they shut the door, and then she starts to pour. And the miracle starts to take place by the multiplication of the oil And it goes from a story that is impossible into a story that it's difficult and into one it's finally done. Go sell the oil and live off the rest and it was done. But this woman's life changes on this one day moment and she answers that question, 
what do you have in your house? Which leads me into this next word that I want to focus on this morning. Again, out of the New Living Translation, if you could put this word up, accept. E-X-C-E-P-T. Not accept, but accept. And she says, I have nothing except a little oil. And I know human nature focuses on the nothing side of life. It focuses on the lack. It focuses on the deficiencies. It focuses on what what is not there right now. But I want to focus, and I hope this means something to your life today, I want to focus on this word, accept. Because that word, accept, is actually quite exceptional. I may not explain this well, but I hope that I can because when I read this scripture, this word accept, I see it as a connector. I see that it connects between the two outcomes that are going on in this woman's home at this particular time because over here we know she has nothing. She cannot pay her debts, she cannot protect her children, she cannot feed them and she can't protect them from, you know, being taken and put into slave work to pay off the debt. So that's what's happening over there. And right here, and and of course over here, and if anyone's ever been in that real tight spot, and I guess 100% of us would have in one way or another, but over here, you're anxious, you're worried, you're fearful, you're not sleeping because there is a problem and a crisis that is of enormous magnitude if something doesn't happen here. I mean, it is a real thing. I don't know what to do with that. But somewhere between the space of nothing, problem, anxiety, fear, worry, concern, panic, insomnia, somewhere between the space of nothing is this little word, accept. Accept. I have this little bit of oil. And I see this, that this little accept moment is a connector into into what God is about to do. But wait, I do have a little oil. I do have a little oil. Over here, as I've mentioned, poverty, trouble, anxiety... And I wonder how many times out of a fearful, worried mind, she had walked past that little bit of oil, not even giving it any time, attention, or notice. Because fear paints a different picture. Worry paints a very different picture. Anxiety affects your emotions, but somewhere in between is accept. Somewhere in between is a little bit of oil. Somewhere in between is something that God is about to do here. Over here, it's impossible. Here, it's difficult. I now got to humble myself. I got to knock on the neighbor's doors. I got to ask them what they've got to contribute to this mess that we're in. I got to humble myself. I've got to go through that. I got to send the boys out. Will the boys even want to do? I don't know how old these boys were, but if they were teenagers, they'd say, I'm not doing that. 
I mean, this was a difficult situation she was in. But it ends with, it was done. Impossibilities and difficulties are not God's denial. In fact, the thing that I've discovered, and I'm not saying I always like it, but in fact, what they do is start to develop something within me. That somehow through the difficulty or the impossibility or the hardship or the whatevers, something is starting to mature on the inside. Here's the thing I've learned about maturity. It doesn't always belong to age. Maturity belongs to obedience. Maturity belongs to following through with the word of the Lord. Maturity is when we choose God and his words above all else, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, even when it's impossible, even when it's painful, even when it humbles something within me, even when it just, I don't really want to do that, but God, not my will, but yours be done. And you can be any age for maturity to develop and to grow. Difficulty can deepen your desire that God, in this moment right now, the most important thing to me is what does your word say? Difficulty is not God's rejection. It is quite often his opportunity to do something in the impossible, something in the the hardship, something in the things that are beyond us to solve. But when the battle is won, when the battle is won, you will know that on that, that day, on that day, God did something in my life that is lasting and it bore fruit and it continues to bear fruit. And what it's done is grow something up on the inside of me. And I'm no longer praying just for car parks. Do that, keep doing that. But it's no longer, I'm just praying for car parks, but now I'm praying for the city. Now I'm praying for the nation. Now I'm praying for prodigal sons and daughters. Now I'm praying for God to pour out his spirit. Now I'm praying for God to turn impossible, difficult situations around and bring every one of those into it is done in Jesus' name. The most powerful days in your life are when God steps into your one day. Your one day might be impossible or difficult, but right across this room, and I know here and at home as you view this, that there are homes and families facing with the impossible. There's no question about that. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? With God, with God, all things are possible. How do we keep standing when our cupboards are bare? My goodness, we were like old Mother Hubbard, she was, the woman who had the bare cupboard. Old Mother, what was she? Hubbard, cupboards and hubbards. Um, in our Bible college days, I mean, honestly, we had the best physiques. We was trim. Fitted into all of the clothes was awesome. But people would drop groceries on our door or drop a $10 note in the door. I tell you, I know what bare cupboards are like. But what it does, it drives you to run into God and say, God, the righteous run into you. And all I know is that you are still Jehovah Jireh, the great provider in Jesus' name. Perhaps Hudson Taylor was right. I believe in the living God. 
He speaks through his word and he means what he said. He means what he says. If nothing else this morning, just let that marinate on the inside of you today that what God has said, he actually means. See, what we think really in the scheme of the big picture matters so little. And I know we're prone to opinions and what we think and what we feel and what we say, but when you start to grow in God, the most important thing to you is, what does God say about this? What does he have to say? What, what does he want in all of this? What is the outcome of God here? And as I looked into this woman's life, I realized what had taken place. What had taken place was that the word of God had actually come into her house. The word of the Lord had come into her house. And I, I would say to us today, let the word of the Lord come into this place let the word of the Lord be in us. Why? Because faith works when you believe his words above your own. Faith works when we believe that what he says in our lives, no matter what it's about, he actually means. And that's his word that he'll honor and bring about. Faith works when we come to the end of ourselves. And that's a whole new place of surrender. That's a whole new place of surrender, which we won't go there today, when you invite God in to do what you're not able to do yourself. But this woman's story was one of great need, but it's also one, as I've mentioned, of humility, of honesty, and of obedience. She did get the miracle, and we say amen to that, and we celebrate the it is done thing. But maybe the missing pieces along the journey and the path that we find ourselves on is because when you're in a chaos or a crisis or trouble, we just want to feel better. We want to be out of the pain. We, we don't want to be in this time of stress or this moment of difficulty. We, we want something that breaks the cycle of pain from here. And we know that God leads us through the stormy days, uh, through the empty cupboard days. Maybe you're there. But many, some of us can run around on empty tanks. And you can run around on empty tank, but the cupboards can be bare. But in Australia, most of us are not dealing with empty cupboards per se. But when this in here gets empty... When the oil grows low in here, when you're no longer filling yourself and feeding yourself with a word that is alive and it is active and it is eternal, when you're no longer feeding this and this becomes empty, then that is a whole new set of trouble and crisis because you've got nothing, you got nothing to go with. You've got nothing to stand up on. But you know, just about every one of us here, I'm sure, have got a Bible sitting on their table, their cupboard or their shelf. But when that word leaves that table or that cupboard, and when that word gets into you, then this is your accept moment. Whether it's about financial breakthrough, whether it's about breakthrough with your family, whether it's about a new job or a new employment, whether it's about a... When that word gets off that table... One of the things I don't like about our Bibles in our phones, and I'll say this because I've done it, we can be on our phones in a meeting like this and it looks like we're paying attention, but we're not. 
we're reading a text, we're looking up Instagram, we're checking our emails, we've had little notifications come up. But I tell you what, it is a distraction. I still like, and not just because I'm old now, but this is my discipline right here. This is my discipline. I need to focus on what is written here. My eyes need to look at it. I do not need additional distractions in life to check that thing that pings every time someone texts me, sends a notification, oftentimes from people I've never met and never will. Why is that in a moment when I'm trying to get something or hear something or grow in something with God? Why is that a priority time instead of what he has said? Amen. If we're going to walk and grow with God, amen. Hello. I love you. Your dress is gorgeous. I've got to stay on track. Do you know what I'm saying, though? We've got to set up our own boundaries so that we are the ones, God, I got this happening, but what is my accept moment right now? This one day becomes her one day, yes, but also her accept, where she calls upon God. Yes, she has nothing. Yes, she's in need. See, that's why Jesus said, it's better for you that I go back to the Father. Because when I go back, I'm going to send to you the counsellor. I'm going to send to you the comforter. I'm going to send to you the one that will never leave you and never forsake you, He will be there 24-7 every day, every minute of your life. His power, his purpose, and his presence will be with you. And what that means is that God becomes your source. He becomes your source. Except I have a little bit of oil. The availability of the vessels is so important We are those vessels today. The presence of the oil is already here. And the presence of the oil is already within you. But now it has to be poured. And we have to walk with God in that. This one day is about a day where God begins to do something that is like no other day in your life. And you will never, ever forget it. I believe, I believe that the providential hand of God is upon our church. I believe the providential hand of God is upon every single life in this room, every life at home, our children out the back, the generations of our young people. The providential hand of the Lord is upon us and he is guiding us. He's speaking to us. He's doing something in our midst. I want to tell you, accept that little bit of oil. I just want to say this today. That little bit of oil wasn't about just luck. It wasn't about, well, just by chance. I, well, I do have a little bit of oil. It wasn't just a bit of luck or chance or coincidental. It was the providential hand of God. And that's why the prophet had to say to this woman, what do you have in your house? Because every day fear and worry and anxiety and pressure, she'd walk past that oil every day, never noticed it, never thinking it was relevant, never thinking it was important. And that's why the question had to be asked, what do you have in your house? The prophet through the hand of the Lord, she saw what God was about to use for her future and the future of her home. He turned it for good. He turns it for good. 
fear causes us to miss so much of the story. And I believe what this story tells us, I'm going to close with this, the one day moments in your life and mine, they are the, they're the standout times. They're the times when the presence of God was there. They're the times when the voice of God came. They are the times where He tells us and He shows us that I am the Lord over your life. I am the God that is steering your steps. I'm the God that's working on your behalf. I'm the God that will turn this situation around. I'm the God that has not rejected you or forgotten, even though there's been a delay or a, a, you know, a time's been lost. It's not my denial. There's one day, but I pray today that everyone here will see, will see that oil will see your accept. What is my accept? Because that accept, that little bit of oil or whatever the Holy Spirit's saying to you right now, it connects us from where we were to where God is taking us. And it shows us that the big picture, that we belong in the big story. We belong in the big picture of God. We belong in the eternal picture. We belong to what God is doing in our nation. We belong to what God is doing across the earth right now. Listen, you can look at all the trouble, the wars, the chaos, if you like. You can do that and it's good to be informed, but I'm looking, except we've got a little bit of oil, except the faith of God arise in the house of the Lord. I'm looking at that except moment in our lives and say, the greatest days are ahead for the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. That God is doing something. Why? He knows exactly what's going on. But the church, we can run around with fear and anxiety, but God wants you to have your eyes upon this day and accept. This is what God's going to multiply. This is what He's going to increase. This is what He's going to anoint. This is what He's going to use to connect us into the greatest story that man has ever seen, and that is a move of God's presence. Amen. So in this moment, I'm going to pray that your eyes would be opened on this one day, in this accept place that you find yourself in, and then... I think Pastor Caleb's going to come up and we're going to give you an opportunity because this is your day, this one day to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of your life. Take it from a woman who's been walking with God for a lot of decades now. I have not forgotten that day. I've not forgotten it. It still means as much, if not more today, than the day I turned my life over to Jesus. I've seen Him do extraordinary. But Father, I pray today for your church, a church at home and church in the room. And Lord, I pray that our eyes would be open to see our accept. We do have a little bit of oil. And God, we put that oil into your hands today. And we pray that you would multiply it that it would produce outcomes that brings us into the greatest story, the greatest days for that which you've prepared. Father, I pray today for homes and families 
and people right across, Father, that have say, I identify more with the woman in a time of trouble. But today I pray, Holy Spirit, that eyes and hearts would be opened and we would see that this is our day, our accept time. And we give to you, Father, that little. We give to you, Lord, that small cry. We give to you, Lord, our faith in you. We give to you. We are righteous people running in your direction today. And we thank you, Lord, that you are connecting us into the God future. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen. We hope you love that message. If you want any more information about us, head to highway.com.au.